0: If you're old enough, you might remember back in 1987, R.E.M. released a song. It's the end of the world as we know it. And I feel fine. Sort of bizarre, isn't it? You know, here we are talking, you know, global warming and mass extinction events. And even, you know, some astronomers are warning us that we could get hit by an asteroid or something. I don't know who would feel fine about that. But if we look at the Bible, it also talks about the end of the world. And it says, hey, this message of the end of the world is actually a message of hope. How does that work? This is
1: Signs of the Times Radio with Kent Kingston.
0: Welcome to Signs of the Times Radio, and with me in the studio... Is Pastor Wayne Boehm? How are you, Wayne? Good, Ken. Nice to be back here with you. Yeah, it's been it, a little while. It has been a little while. Yeah, you've, you were looking like a regular for a while, and then we sort of rejected you. But you're back. I'm back. So thank you for the invitation to come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, not a problem at all. Now, Wayne, we do usually get you on Signs of the Times Radio as as a pastor, also as the head of the Discovery Bible School. You know, because you have expertise in these more biblical mm. sort of issues. And we do want to look at uh, quite a biblical topic today. It's based on an article in the May Signs of the Times entitled Hope and the end of history by Mark Finley. So yeah, we've you've had a look at that. I've had a look at that. I mean, I, I edited it. So, <laughs> Well, I hope you've had a look at it. I've, yeah, that's good. <laughs> I've, I've definitely had a look at it, but I think it raises some pretty important issues. But I guess for a lot of people out there, they're like, really? The second coming? Jesus coming back? It's like, how does that really r- r- relate to me? Yeah. Um, Mark Finley starts off pointing out that humanity has this incredible need, like all of us men, women, children, we all have this incredible need, and that is a need for hope,
1: yeah, you think about
0: all the things that we
1: struggle with, mm-hmm. if a person has no hope, mm. you know we, we can be the the miserable, downcast people you 'd ever meet, so you know we 've got to have hope, but I guess one of the questions is in today's climate today's world it's not always easy to have hope people struggle with it so many in so many different ways we look at suicide rates right acro- across not just Australia New Zealand but also out in the Pacific is some of the highest mm. that that youth, we've ever seen and youth suicide
0: how yeah. does, how does that work
1: yeah i guess it comes back to when we lose hope we struggle with i guess meaning purpose you know,
0: we feel isolated from family, friends, and
1: mm. where do you go?
0: Yeah, yeah. And people do some pretty desperate things when, when it comes to you know, having having that sense of hopelessness and wanting to reach yeah. out and, and grasp that hope. I think you mentioned just before we started, you know, that even uh, people, you know, getting in the proverbial leaky boats and, you know, trying to get to a, a country where they're going to be safe. Yeah. I mean, that's a, a pretty desperate thing to do in search of hope, in search of a better life. and. Unfortunately then, you know, if they're stuck in offshore detention, then we see hope yeah. dwindle away again and we see this, I mean, I mean, you mentioned suicide, you know, we see yeah. suicide, we see self-harm, we see mental illness, um, yeah, I mean, that's an extreme example, but I guess a lot of us can relate to it in some way, you know, to look at the future and to think, well, what is going on? What hope is there for me? And I guess the message that the Bible gives us, I mean, sometimes it's seen as doom and gloom and fire and brimstone, but you see hope there. Look. <laughs> Maybe just going back to your your point there, I think we need to do life
1: better. Right. For one. You know, as as a community of people, as as families, we've got to do life better than than maybe what we currently are. And and mm. you know, to our listeners, you know, wherever you might be, whether at home or, or work, there's gotta be that thing of of reaching out to to family, to friends, to colleagues. To, to bring hope to to give encouragement to to people. And so I guess some of the things is where do we get that from?
0: Mm, and mm. and scripture gives certainly gives us hope. Yeah. I mean look a lot of people say family is the most important thing to me and that's where I get my meaning yeah. in life. I mean that's true. Is is oh, it abso- not? absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. And and look people will find hope in different places. Yeah. They'll find meaning and purpose in different places. Mm-hmm. For the Christian community again we we come back to finding that in scripture mm-hmm. both hope for the present. You know, Jesus, one of the things he, he said is, I've, I've come that you might have life and have it to the full. So it's not mm-hmm. all about just future reward. Mm-hmm. It's Type about- Pie in the sky, yeah. by and by, as they yeah. say sometimes, yeah. It's about changing that here and now, that Jesus came that you might have life and, and have it to the full. So, you mm-hmm. know, it has to impact us. But I guess as, as we look at the article, society and even Hollywood mm-hmm.
0: is focused on the end of the world. You're right, you know. I, I notice people using the expression apocalyptic more and more. Yeah. You know, this situation we're facing with global warming is, you know, is apocalyptic or the, all the insects on the planet are dwindling away, yeah. you know. It's an apocalyptic situation, all, all this sort of stuff. Yeah. And I guess you mentioned global,
1: global warming there. And there's been a few recent articles of people calling it the new religion, yeah, um, oh, so, oh,
0: the, the, the critics saying, yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So so it's interesting how that's um, panning out too. Mm. But I guess it brings us back to scripture. Well, what does the Bible say
0: yeah, yeah. about
1: how the world will end? Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Um, is it something to be fearful of? Is it something that we need to be worried about in our, our daily life? And so, you know, there's some of the questions that people may have mm. in relation to, well, the, yeah, the global warming and, and things getting worse. We see mm-hmm. uh, problems around the world, wars, and, mm. and you know, even, even here in Sydney at the moment, and I think it's even broader terms, drought.
0: Hmm. So where's all this going to end? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so look, we had our, our movie critic on recently. So we've 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 had our, our movie expert, you know, Mark Hadley, he was great, yep. but you're more of a biblical expert. Yep. So let, let's look at the Bible. I'm curious, and I'll I'll start you off with this question. This idea that there is going to be a second coming, you know, the the day of the Lord, the Bible uses a lot of different descriptors. Yeah. Is this a concept? that, say, Abraham had, Moses had, like some of those Old Testament, you know, David, those Old Testament characters, or is the idea of the second coming a sort of a New Testament innovation? I guess as we look through the Old Testament, you look
1: at the Exodus, the time of Moses, Mm -hmm. even, well, even, let's go back and before then to Genesis 3, Genesis 4, Mm -hmm. where the the promise of a messiah is given in, in genesis chapter three right of oh wow, so the the third chapter in the whole bible yeah. right so, right there near the beginning so we go right back to the the beginning and there it gives us a, a glimpse and the, the bible says this adam and eve have, have fallen mm-hmm. and when the lord is giving the i guess pronouncing the curses mm-hmm. he didn't leave simply the curses but he also gave some hope at this particular point mm-hmm. because he says yeah i will put enmity between you and the woman, who, who's you? So, so between Satan and mm-hmm. and the woman, mm-hmm. between your seed, Satan's
0: seed, and her seed. But then so, it gives so a, that so seed means descendants, descendants in, the, in that yeah. sense. Okay. Yeah. So, so there's always going to be this sort of tension and this trouble between humanity and like and the devil and yeah. and, and his minions. Yeah, between yep. good I, and
1: evil. Yeah, between those who follow God and and those who follow mm-hmm. Lucifer. Mm-hmm. But then it, it says, um, and he shall bruise your head. And you shall bruise his heel. So, in the generations to come, mm. the the descendant, although bruised at the heel, would also be victorious. Mm-hmm. And so, we get the a glimpse
0: of yeah. of the Messiah coming through there. Okay, because because I mean, you'd think when it said when it says you know the the woman is you know she her Adam and Eve are going to have a bunch of babies, a bunch of descendants. Yeah. You think you would think at that point they'd start talking about plural, but yeah. instead it starts talking about he. Who's this he? Yeah. He will crush your head, God says, to the serpent, but you will bruise his heel. So there's a suggestion, it's sort of vague, isn't it? But but there is a, a suggestion that Adam and Eve are going to have some sort of descendant, a key person who's going to crush that serpent, who's going to crush Satan. I mean, that's not really a picture of Jesus' second coming in itself is it? But no, but, but it's, it's pointing forward. It is pointing forward to, to, to. It's giving hope. Some confrontation. Yeah. So it's pointing forward to
1: to hope. It's pointing forward to to someone who would who would bring a rescue mission. Mm. And so mm. we see then come down, you know, all the way through the Old Testament talks as you alluded to talks about the Day of the Lord.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and and I guess we look through. We, the, we might also call it the Day of Judgment. Sometimes yeah, it's yeah. yeah, and it sounds pretty cataclysmic so, suddenly sometimes, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. And so we come then into the New Testament, this one that the Old Testament pointed forward to that would Mm -hmm. bring, I guess it was on this rescue mission, Mm -hmm. would then usher in also a new kingdom. Mm -hmm. Now, I guess also we get a glimpse of this through the the Old Testament when the children of Israel are coming out to the promised land. Mm -hmm. So there was always this this hope of something better, hope Mm -hmm. that God Mm -hmm. was going to bring them from their current trials and turmoil and and difficulties Mm -hmm. into a better land, Mm -hmm. into the promised land right. And so we we go right through then into the the New Testament. Jesus again was ushering in that that new kingdom. Mm-hmm. He obviously has, you know, fulfilled the promise then of
0: of Genesis 3,
1: mm. crushing the the head of the serpent of Satan, having that well, victory
0: over sin. Well, people would say the devil seems to be alive and well today, wouldn't they? There's plenty of evil going on. Yeah. But but but, but we did certainly see, you know, Jesus on the cross does look a lot like, you know, the devil, you know, bruising Jesus' heel, it's definitely a, a pretty horrible injury there. Yeah. But, but you think the devil was crushed at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: the, the victory for sin, mm-hmm. or the, 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 the price, the penalty of sin was paid, the victory mm-hmm. was won. Our future was secured. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus then goes on, and, and in the New Testament, there are over 1,500 texts mm-hmm. that refer to the second coming.
0: 1,500,
1: wow. So, you know, right through through Scripture, mm, you know, mm. there's there's that illusion, there's that promise of, of hope mm. that has been given to the people, to the readers and now, you know, to you and I, that in our yeah. difficult circumstances that we
0: might find ourselves in you know, or as we look around the world... There is a better future. There is something coming. Okay. Now, look, it's often said that um, it's people who came after Jesus who sort of talked him up. You know, people say, well, it was the Apostle Paul who really, you know, said he was the Son of God and, and, and the Saviour and all this sort of stuff. Is that true? When we look in the New Testament, do we see Jesus actually talking about his second coming or yeah. or is it only other people who sort of came up with the idea later? So we'll pick up a couple of texts here just to, to
1: reinforce and answer your question, Ken. Matthew twenty four, one of the key passages in mm-hmm. Scripture, and also mm-hmm. then Luke twenty one. Okay, well, we pick out different aspects then of
0: Jesus talking about his his return. Oh, so Jesus himself actually spoke about it. all yeah. right? It's yeah. Not not just a, a later innovation. No. Yeah.
1: So maybe as I as a lead into that, let me just refer to this passage. Passage, the the, book, the writer of the, to the book of Hebrews makes this comment. He says mm-hmm. in Hebrews nine verse twenty eight. So Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. So, mm-hmm. referring back to, to Calvary. Mm-hmm. To those who eagerly, eagerly await for him, he will appear a second time, apart from sin, for salvation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, we get this this glimpse here as, yes, he came the first time. Mm. Now, there's a second appearing, a second advent mm-hmm. that that Jesus will will appear. Right. Not so, this time to so, pay
0: for sin. So, when we use the word advent, I mean... I guess we talk about the advent of electric cars, don't we? So, yeah. uh, advent means like the arrival, the, the coming. Yeah. So, we can talk about Christ's second advent as yeah. well. Yeah. Okay, so, second right. appearance.
1: So, when he first came to the earth 2,000 years ago, mm-hmm. that was his first appearing mm-hmm. as prophesied by the mm-hmm. prophet Daniel in, in Daniel chapter 9. Mm-hmm. And now, the, the second advent, the second appearing mm-hmm. is obviously when he comes again this time mm-hmm. to
0: wrap things up. Mm-hmm. And in a sense take us to the promised land okay so you're you're a pastor of the seventh-day Adventist Church correct so I guess ad, an Adventist is someone who believes in who the believes coming of Jesus in yeah. the Advent okay All right. yeah. Well, that's yeah. yeah that's interesting I guess a lot of people wouldn't wouldn't um, put that together unless it was explained so the, yeah. you know
1: they were the two key pillars when the church took its name in uh, back in 1863 I think it was mm-hmm. you know though they were the two important foundational pillars that the church fathers and and mothers the seventh day adventist church yeah yeah yeah. had had been talking about now i guess it's important as we go through that period you know some have labeled the adventist church to be time setters
0: well Um, that's certainly how it's it started that way didn't it wasn't there a a baptist lay preacher was it william miller in the in the what the early 1800s or something who basically said look i've been reading the bible and i reckon Jesus is coming back in 1843.
1: Yeah, and then changed then to 1844.
0: And then changes my layer to 1844. Um, and as we know, it, it, well, we're still here, so yeah. clearly, clearly it didn't happen. It, it's not a very illustrious beginning for a church, is it, to be um, to sort of mess up on on understanding yeah. prophecy about Jesus' second coming. Does that, Does that give you a sense of humility when it comes to reading this? you know, these verses yeah. not to make the same as mis- not to make the same mistake, not to be so sort of dogmatic and, you know, pig headed about it that you're, you're not willing to listen to other interpretations. Yeah. Look, I, I guess as we look through scripture and, you know, back in
1: the 1840s, people There was the time of the Second Great Awakening and people Mm -hmm. were... were, There was a general revival all around North America. North America, yeah. Um, yeah. I think there was even some in Europe and the UK at the time, yeah. yeah. It it swept through Mm. um, the world. And so, I guess at this point, there's a renewal in in Scripture. There was uh, different things happening in the world economically, Mm -hmm. which again was causing people to... You know, the civil war in in America Mm. to understand where is all this going? Yeah, yeah. And so... Yeah, you know, You're right, William Miller sat down and, and went through scripture verse by verse and came to that conclusion that you know, in 1843 and then 1844 that Jesus was coming. Mm. How he missed this one text in uh, Matthew 24 verse 36, but the day of the Lord, uh, but the day and hour, no one knows,
0: not even... The angels of heaven, but only my Father in heaven. And this is Jesus speaking. So this is Jesus speaking. So, Jesus, I mean, some Bibles have the words of Jesus in red letters, yeah. you know, like these are particularly important. So, so a, a crucial text. So Jesus says himself, look, no one knows yeah. exactly the, yeah. the time when I'm coming back. So one of the things that I guess, and, and there are many interpretations there out there in,
1: in Scripture now, we talk of the, the rapture uh again coming back in the 1830s by uh, a guy by the name of Darby. Mm-hmm. Prior to that wasn't really heard of, but again mm-hmm. that has been picked up on and and so people have different interpretations of yeah. that.
0: Hey, uh, have you seen the um Nicolas Cage left behind movie on, no, on no, Netflix? No, I haven't. No. It's I, I know that like way back there was a series of movies and books and and stuff uh, called Left Behind. Yeah. But the new Nicolas Cage movie on Netflix is actually quite well done. Okay. And it uh, it does give you this idea. I mean you see people are in an aeroplane, and then suddenly the the rapture in inverted commas yeah. occurs, and suddenly where there are pa- where there were passengers sitting in the seats in the plane, you know, way up, you know, thousands of yeah. <laughs> a thousand meters in the air, or you know, was it eleven k, however yep. high up they go, suddenly it's only their clothes are sitting in their chairs, and the people are gone, yep. and. <laughs> it's i guess one of those 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 struggles of hollywood
1: yeah. puts their own interpretation well, that's right
0: but this this is a particular problem when one of the people who are taken or, or two of the people who are taken are the pilot and co-pilot you know so that, then you've the, really then you've really got troubles but but this apparently has been you know quite a popular idea among a lot of Christians, that that is the way jesus yeah. coming is going to happen that yeah. suddenly people will just so, people would, would just disappear, you yeah. know, off the face of the earth, and it would be taken, it's sometimes called a secret rapture, yeah. right? uh, I think. Do you see that idea in Scripture? Yeah. Let's let's have a look through Scripture, this passage in Matthew
1: 24, and it mm. may answer that question for us, because it's a key question, and, and one that many are asking. Mm-hmm. So, let's have a look at okay, Matthew 24. so Matthew,
0: Matthew 24 is a real key chapter, isn't it, it is. for understanding It this? is. Okay.
1: So, you know, Jesus is standing on the, the Mount of Olives, Mm -hmm. Um, Just outside Jerusalem? Just outside Jerusalem, Mm -hmm. talking to his disciples. Incidentally, I was there uh, last year, Mm -hmm. and on the side of Mount Olives now, which overlooks the the Jerusalem, Mm -hmm. then would have been the temple, Mm. it's just full of of graves. Wow. Um, It's it's a cemetery now. It is. Uh, The the gentleman by the uh, Schindler, He's actually buried there. They, oh, Oscar Schindler. Oscar Schindler, as in Schindler's List. Schindler's List. Schindler. They they took him back and buried them as a as a form of honour. Wow. And so if but if you want to be buried there, Ken, you mm. better start saving now. Right. Two hundred fifty thousand US <gasps> to be buried in that place. So no way. This is where Jesus <laughs> is standing. That's that's a sign. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, Jesus is standing on Mount of Olives,
0: mm.
1: and the disciples come and ask this question, in verse three: "Tell us when these things will be, and what will be the signs of your coming." and of the end of the age. So the disciples have asked that key question, mm-hmm. and Jesus is about to, to answer that question for them. And, and right. this is how he answers In verse 6 of Matthew 24, he says, And you'll hear of wars and rumors of wars. So sign one. Yeah, so, so conflict. conflict. Conflict amongst nations. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must pass, but the end is not yet. So mm-hmm. it's it's simply a sign of mm-hmm. of the time and the, of the turmoil that we're living in. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, it's still mm-hmm. a, a period mm-hmm. of time to come. There's, aren't, aren't there natural disasters mentioned there as well? Along yeah, with those wars. Yeah, they're yeah? coming. Okay. Verse seven: For nation will rise against nation, uh-huh. kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. Okay. Now I know you've lived in Papua New Guinea. Yeah, I've lived in in Solomon's, and then and these earthquakes were a regular part of oh, of
0: life. We went through a seven point six when I was a really? kid. That was pretty hardcore. But luckily, the buildings there are mostly sort of single or double storey at the most. Yeah, and are built for earthquakes. Yeah. So, but it was still a pretty hectic sort of event. I can tell you a seven point six earthquake, yeah. man. Did you see the the, the ground? Heaving. No, no we were, we were inside but um, when you live in an earthquake prone area you learn pretty quickly to put your crockery and glassware on the bottom shelf yes <laughs> and and put your plastic up high because that's the stuff that's going to fall down in, in yeah. an earthquake so yeah. yeah it was it's pretty intense so yeah. Jesus
1: makes a, a really clear point here that the earth will be struggling in the last days mm-hmm. you know things will be going wild and mm. and I guess you know when you look at um, famines And I guess with famines goes drought. Yeah. There'll be pestilences. I remember driving out to Broken Hill a couple of years ago and just being, driving through locust plagues. Mm -hmm. You know, you get to, got into Broken Hill and the car is just, coming yeah, in, yeah, in like as
0: was everybody else is coming actually, in. We've, we've, um, the July edition of Science Magazine coming up is that the cover story is actually pestilence. Yeah, okay, so that's it's, it's a it's a very cool KJ word. where yeah we're looking at things like you know superbugs and like you know global warming seems to be encouraging malarial mosquitoes to yeah. come further and further south. Yeah, you know there's all sorts of stuff out there that you know people are worried about. Yeah. yeah. So, Jesus goes on and says, you know, famines, pestilence, and earthquakes in various places,
1: mm-hmm. all these are the beginning of the sorrows. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's all part of what is coming. Mm-hmm. He then goes on to say that there will be a time of, of persecution mm-hmm. that, that follows as well. Mm-hmm. That, um, but particularly for people who, who follow Jesus. Yeah, yeah there'll be yeah. time of, of tribulation, he says, and, and you'll be hated on by all nations because of my namesake. So, we mm-hmm. get a, a glimpse there. The Bible also then says in verse eleven that many false prophets will rise up to deceive many. Mm-hmm. So you know people will be saying, "Hey, I am the Christ." And again, that's something else to look up on YouTube. Yeah, of lots the of false of, prophets. Yeah, uh, yeah. people that are, are claiming that. And because lawlessness will abound, so again we get mm-hmm. another glimpse of of the times. Lawless will abound. The love of many will grow cold. Mm. So we see this this rise of of hatred that's going on as well. And and this is talking about the love of people for God, I assume. Yeah. 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 Verse 13, but he who endures to the end shall be saved. Now, that's that's hope. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's incredible hope that comes through on, yeah. on that. There will be difficulties. There will be trials and tribulation. But, hey, just hang on there, Jesus says, mm. because in the end, you're going to be saved and, and you too will inherit eternal life. Verse 14 says, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations. And then... The end will come. So we can see right. the, the progress of what's happening. We see, mm. you know, false prophets, false Christ with a, a different gospel. We see mm. the, the world breaking down and heaving because of, well, maybe Na- because natural of- Natural and man-made disasters. Yeah, yeah, correct. But then he gives, you know, that, that advice to us at the end, just keep on hanging in there. Because, keep on yeah. He who um, to the end will be saved. Will be saved. Verse 25, he, Jesus goes on and says, you know, see, I have told you beforehand so he gives
0: us advanced warning
1: yeah, as yeah. To, to what is taking place. Yeah,
0: you're right. And that's interesting because some people say, Oh goodness, you know so much doom and gloom and negativity. Like, why are you going on like that? Well, you know what? That's a it's your smoke alarm's job in your house, yeah. you know, yeah. to make a noise if you're at risk of fire and and that's actually a good thing. And it's actually a loving thing to do to warn someone that, hey, we're heading into a tough yeah you know time you you know we we need to sort of prepare ourselves. That's, and I
1: guess in some ways it's like a, a it's loving not negative, parent. it's
0: necessary, yeah, yeah you yeah, know you think of it as as
1: parents, you know you you warn your child, you know don't go play on the road, mm-hmm. you know, don't touch it it's hot or you know it's and it's all for their safety, so Jesus yeah, yeah. again as a loving parent, gives us this glimpse of mm. hey. See these things, mm-hmm. you know. Keep looking, keep
0: watching, keep um, yep. be faithful. So Wayne does because our time is yeah. rapidly coming to an end. Does Matthew twenty four actually tell us what Jesus' second coming will look and sound like? Like what? What? What are we expecting?
1: Verse twenty seven: For as the lightning comes from the east and flashes from the west, mm-hmm. so also will be the coming of the Son of Man. So it gives us a glimpse right. there of. It's not a secret. Mm-hmm. It's not in, a, in an airplane and suddenly the pilots disappear or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what have you. And even Revelation 1.7 says, you know, Behold, he who's coming and every eye will see him. Oh, so, it, right. it's a, an event that will take place of global proportions. It's very much visible. Yeah. Very much visible. Uh-huh. Jesus then also gives us the, and it's interesting the words that pick up then in, in the later mm. part of that verse, in the later part of that chapter of 24. In my Bible, the New King James, mm. three times jesus calls us to watch Mm -hmm. verse 42 watch therefore you do not know what hour the lord is coming we go down Mm -hmm. to first uh, second peter he will come like a thief Mm. so you know we don't know when these things will happen Mm -hmm. but we we know so he just three
0: times you know he says to his people watch keep Mm. watching keep watching keep watching so there's actually something to see then it it is visible yeah and and is it in matthew 24 where it says two men will be in a field like One yeah. will be taken, the other one will be left. Yeah, and, verse forty and, and And this is the idea that people get that maybe there's going to be a secret rapture. Yeah. But I find it interesting that um, I think First Thessalonians chapter four makes it really, really clear, doesn't it, about yeah. what the second coming will will look and sound like. Oh, you're going there. So eh? let's let's
1: let's turn there yeah, yeah. And,
0: and have a look at that one, while we're we're, we're here. First Thessalonians is uh, written by the Apostle Paul to the church at, I think today, it's still there, Thessaloniki. Thessaloniki, been there.
1: And there's a couple of things that that happen in in this this chapter, both chapter 4 and then chapter Mm 5. Chapter 4 verse 16 says, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, Mm -hmm. with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God. So this is a, again, it, not a not not a secret.
0: No, this emphasis, emphasizes the how audible the second coming isn't it? I mean, yeah. you know, before we talking about lightning and that sort of stuff, and yeah. and this is it's going to be loud. It's going to be a, a loud event. Yeah,
1: yeah, and and then the the hope that comes along with this, picking up on Mark's thoughts mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. the and the dead in Christ will rise first. Wow. So again, it just gives us that hope, that assurance mm-hmm. that the pain of you know if. We have lost loved ones. Mm -hmm. Here's the hope that the dead in Christ will rise first. And that's what, you know, scripture is just filled with, with hope. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them. Verse 17 goes on to say, in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore comfort one another with these words. And then it goes Mm -hmm. on to say, but concerning times and seasons, brethren, we have no need to write to you. For you know yourselves perfectly well that the day of the Lord comes as a thief in the night. Mm-hmm. For when people are saying peace and safety, then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains on a pregnant woman. Right. So again, it just gives us
0: you know, more of a picture mm. of the, the the second advent, the, the second coming of, yeah. of Jesus. So, so the thief aspect is not about the the secrecy of Jesus' second coming. It's about the unexpectedness of Jesus' Correct. coming. Correct. Yeah, that makes it pretty yeah. clear, yeah. isn't it? Wow. Okay. And I also mentioned the clouds there in the air. So yeah. Uh, Aren't there other verses that says, you know, he's coming in the clouds and there are, you know, like thousands of angels with him and, yeah. and stuff Yeah, so like Revelation that. picks up on, Revelation does that. Okay. On, on those thoughts. So yep, yep. maybe, I see our, our time's almost gone. It is almost gone, mate. Um, got, got one final point to make? One final point here, coming
1: from the book 2 Peter chapter 3, mm-hmm. that the Lord is not slack concerning his promises, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering mm. towards us, not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance. And so yeah. again when we we see you know some may perceive God and I had a letter about this the other day you know he's, he's we do something wrong he's ready to you know zap, zap us and yeah. you know gotcha for for doing x y and z but yeah, it's a, you know, it's quite a negative picture of God. It yeah. is. It is. Yeah. But unfortunately one that many hold. Mm-hmm. But we see through what Peter says here that he's not wanting any to
0: perish. Mm. but for all to come to repentance. And that's one thing yeah. that, that should give us hope. Because uh, I, I think there are places in the in the Bible where the people of God are pictured as saying, how long, O Lord, how long? Yeah. And yeah. Peter is explaining in these verses, hey, if there seems to be a delay, and if you read Matthew 24 and 25, you read yeah. Jesus' parables where there often seems to be a delay. Yeah. So, yeah, a delay shouldn't be unexpected. But what Peter is telling us is, hey, if there seems to be a delay, it's because... God is patient. He wants to give everyone the chance. He wants to give that time. Yeah.
1: And I think the other one too, in the context of Matthew 24 and 25 and 26, is that while Matthew 24 talks about the second coming of Jesus, Mm. Matthew 25, three parables spoken of there, and we haven't got time to look into Mm. it, but Matthew 25 actually gives us a glimpse of how we are to live while we're waiting for Jesus' return. So, Mm. you know, if you're Mm. listening today, go and have a look at that Mm -hmm. because there's some really great things of how we are to care and, and serve each other while we're waiting for Jesus to return.
0: Yeah. Wow. Well, look, I would certainly love to be uh, ready for that. And I, I know you would too, Wayne. Yeah. And and I praise God that it's not my own, you know, genius or, or goodness that's going to make me ready, but it's only, you know, by being close to Jesus, by being forgiven by Him, and by being empowered with His Holy Spirit that that I'm gonna be, you know, anything like ready for that incredible event. Yeah. I'm looking and, forward to it. And I
1: think people if you, you know more information on that one, just keep continue reading in through Second Peter chapter three. Mm-hmm. And it actually gives us a really good understanding of mm. of how we are to wait in being ready, being Absolutely. found in believing in, in Jesus.
0: All right, well there you go, listeners, some homework for you. I'm Matthew chapter twenty-four and twenty-five and also it's a uh, is it first or second peter? Second Peter chapter second three Peter chapter three. Thanks very much Wayne Thank you Ken great to be here. Today's episode was based on an article appearing in this month's Science of the Times magazine. A subscription is just $26 for 11 issues a year. To find out more, visit signsofthetimes.org.au. Signs of the Times has been published in Australia since 1886 and is proudly produced by Adventist Media. This is an Adventist Media podcast.